Welcome to the Millinery Info Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Millinery Info. This is going to be our last one for 2023, but fear not, I have a fabulous list of guests lined up for next year, and I can't wait to share it with you. In this episode, we welcome Cynthia Jones Bryson, who's recently won the Lillian Frank AM MBA Millinery Award at Flemington. Cynthia is returning to the podcast in this episode. Uh, we first spoke with Cynthia about three years. If you have a moment, I'd love to invite you to sign up to become a patron of Millinery Info. There's three tiers available, and the first one's called A Little Thank You to Millinery Info, and it's from just $5 a month. So think of that as like shouting at coffee while you listen to the podcast. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Cynthia. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for joining me today on the podcast. It's wonderful to have you back. We had the great honour of chatting. I think I went back 2019, it might have been. But we are so excited to have you back. And congratulations, because this year you won the Lillian Frank Millinery Award again. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) Would you share with us a little bit about this hat? How did it come about? What was the inspiration? All the good stuff. Um, well, I guess I found this material in an op shop and I just, it lent itself to being like undulating and mm-hmm. um, I, I listen to music in my studio all the time and I'm, I'm a bit of a Michael Bublé tragic and that song Sway, <laughs> Don't You Love <laughs> No, 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 I love this. I love where it's going. Um, I just thought, oh, sway with me. Excuse my singing. And it just sort of got me in the mood and I just, you know, did up a prototype and that and then deciding on the colours, like that's obviously just through what was trending and researching through, you know, Mr. Dr. Google and all that sort of stuff. So I decided on fuchsia and chartreuse and... Basically, it just sort of morphed from there. You know, it was, it was a bit organic, really, how it all sort yes. of, you know. I, I did up designs and sketches and changed that a few times, you know, as we do. And, yeah, I was quite happy with the result. Yes, you should be. It was stunning. And then, Batura, when you found it, have you shared with us as much as little as you like? But was it the the, the colours or have you changed the colour of what it was? Um, I changed the colours. Um, because it wasn't the right pink, that it was pink, a pinky colour. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was recycled. They called it recycled plastic. Obviously, yeah. Um, it's similar to crin, but it's not crin. I'm developing it a bit more, and once yes. I develop it and get it where I want it, because um, yeah, I've worked really hard on this, so I I don't yes, want it, but I will definitely will to all you millinery Australia girls down the track. The beautiful, you had a, a floral trim on it with the um, lovely um, yeah. lime green. Yeah, well, I wanted accents. I, uh, I think part of the design process too, and to, to sort of feel the brief, I wanted to um, blend the two like contemporary and traditional. And so traditional silk flower making um, was the process that I used for that one and that fabric I dyed as well I just bought um plain white silk chiffon and dyed it chartreuse and that was the process of just making the flowers yeah just a traditional French flower making way 
and put him together um the lead up to the the award itself was presented on cup day but you'd put together the digital entry and then arranged a model for the day what was that like for you have someone someone you'd worked with before or it's a it's a big process because you're not based in melbourne where the competition's hosted well, luckily, I've, I've got my son, who's an actor and heavily into the film industry that lives with me, who can j- condense five hours of filming into two minutes. <laughs> what a talent. Got a, I picked the music, though. I've got to have that song sway. <laughs> um, so that so that was a bonus. So, um, And I think it is important that for this um, award or for to be serious about it you really have to have a good product a good film yeah if you can get the best you can at the time yeah and the model I did use her that's the same model I used before and um well well, because I knew her measurements I knew she was nice and beautiful and she was so lovely to work with and yeah we chatted all day and we talk about anything and everything a lot of feminism talks you know (laughs) So, yeah, so I wanted to use her again basically for that reason too. So, yeah. Fantastic. And the outfit that you put together to go with the hat, where yeah. did that come from? Did you make it? Did you find it? Because it, they blended together so beautifully. Made it. Um, the skirt is, <laughs> here we go, giving one, yeah, is also cotton fabric that I dyed chartreuse. Oh, you, yes. So, well, I'll, there's no way I was going to find a matching colour, so if I'm, mm-hmm. and it turned out slightly different to the silk just because they're different compositions. Different but fibers, yes. so, but it turned out fabulous, and it's just a full circle skirt, um, yeah, with a little bustier and a shawl. Hmm. You say that like it's such a simple project, but it looks <laughs> stunning, and the the skill to get those two to blend so perfectly and match is a talent. Yeah, yeah, I think. I have experimented a lot with dyes and getting the right colour. Um, this sounds a bit, I don't know, wanky or myself or something, but when I made hats for Quinton Bryce all those years ago and I get fabric swatches and I had to match her hat, like every single time, I don't know how I did it, but I fluked getting the colour right. And I don't, I, to this day, I don't know how I did it. Like mix this, mix this, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Bit of a lucky magic potion. Yeah, maybe I've just blown my blown my luck by telling you. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we will we'll knock on wood. Keep your your colour dying luck. <laughs> and you have uh, won this competition um, twice before with equally stunning hats. How was the experience a third time? It was it was quite surreal actually at the time, and then on reflection sort of a week or so later and I thought it's actually a bit validating. Do you know what I mean? It's like I've put so much hard work into developing my skills and techniques and all that and I feel a bit chuffed that it sort of paid off, like someone did recognise that I'd actually put a lot of time and effort and into that whole process. So I felt, yeah, I felt very validated in that, oh, well, I must be doing something right. <laughs> you're making beautiful designs from innovative fabrics so I think that's what comes through in um when they uh, shared about the piece as well what are the things that they um 
you know, you, you see the write-up about the piece is the you also innovated the material and presented it in a in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And part of the winning experience was to get to attend the NGV annual gala. Oh yes. Give us a little sneak peek. How was that experience? National Secrets Act. No, I haven't. It's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first, Milan <laughs> no. It was so fun, you know. It was a bit met galerish, you know, like it's, it's such wonderful fashion and such way out people and, you know, it was just a blast. It was, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. It was, yeah, it was thrilling, absolutely. But it did take me 12 hours to get from Canberra to Melbourne. Oh, it thank shouldn't you. take that long. Thank you, Virgin Air. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not a plug for Virgin Airways. Um, <laughs> so it was quite the journey to get there. But once you landed in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. It was really good to have Kath there because she was very calm. Now, calm down. It's all right. Because I was a hysterical mess because I didn't think I was going to make it in time. Oh, you flew yeah. on the day of? Yeah, yeah. I had the first flight out at 6.45 in the morning. To be there by eight. I got there at quarter past six. Understand the panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it was, it's all good. So, yeah, we had a, an absolute brilliant time. Yeah. And you wore the piece and the outfit yourself. Yeah. Well, I what to wear. And then I rang up and I said, what am I supposed to wear? And they said, oh, the winning headpiece would be good. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to have to wear that out because I haven't got nothing else to go with it so I have to I did let the skirt out okay (laughs) (laughs) only a smidge though um yeah (laughs) it looked fantastic and to and you had uh, Catherine Kelly who's from Mums Hatters with you as well what a great experience to have together yeah 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 Uh, Kat's been very supportive and um because I do a bit of teaching up there in Sydney as well and we become good buddies so yeah and she was very calming and very and she she got it like she got the whole experience yeah so that was fun and they have the dinner and then the party did you get to experience the inside and did you see art what (laughs) what did you have to do well it was it was on three levels so you could wander around you know with your massive goblet of Maui um bit around the exhibition <laughs> and there was people with trays coming from all directions to make sure you never run out um which was lucky <laughs> yeah and just then meeting up with you know wonderful people stopping and having chats to people that look fabulous and you know then the wonderful Richard Nylon was there and looking splendorous you know <laughs> yeah it was just magic what an experience yeah, it yeah, truly was. I'll never forget. <laughs> and I saw a little publication called Vogue magazine had a feature. <laughs> yes. Of yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was part of the prize. Uh, that they do a little do a write-up. So yeah, that was yeah, that was a geez. <laughs> you gotta work hard to get that, I tell you. <laughs> And uh, yeah. you had a photo of you on the, uh, the the red carpet with your winning hat. How exciting. 
Yeah, yeah that was great. <laughs> what a hoot. <laughs> and so what's what's next for the piece? Um, the piece goes off to Melbourne um, soon. Um, actually, I've got to send it probably next week. Yeah, the, yeah, the, just received the, the money for it. Thank you very much. Coming for Christmas. <laughs> and so the gallery have acquired it for their collection, is that right? Um, what happens is the VRC acquire it and donate it to the gallery. They, yeah, they paid $5,000, which was great. I, if I could sell all my hats for $5,000, <laughs> I'd slow down. <laughs> yeah. A good, a very good sum. And also, um, it will live in history at the yes. Gallery of Victoria Archives. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, that's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that is so fabulous. Yeah. I can't wait for everyone to get there. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be so good. And you mentioned the like, coming with you, which is wonderful, and doing some teaching at Hatters what have you what have you what skills have you been sharing uh, I've been doing mainly feather work um the last few years but this year I'm going to be I'm experimenting with this a bit more and I'm going to um probably launch it in Sydney with Kath so um at Embellish or Hatters Millinery Supplies and yeah watch this space <laughs> we will keep our we'll keep tuned in <laughs> When did you when did you start teaching? I guess a few years ago. Just um, yeah, I was. Uh, Cass offered me, you know, to do a, a gig there one weekend, and I did, and it went really well. So I did a few more. So that's great. Yeah. And how got did a... you decide what skills you wanted to share? Well, um, I, I I'd already done um one of the feather techniques that I do at Adelaide at the um, millinery convention, hats off to Adelaide. And so I did that one and then just another one with the flowers and um, like I did for Hat Magazine and, and I will might develop a few more there and just see how we go. Yeah. Have some time for your own hat making as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's all I do, Lauren. I swear to God I'm, I need to get a life. <laughs> hats, 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 and more hats. <laughs> Take the dog to the vet. Make a hat. Take a dog to the vet. <laughs> Do you go to many um, hat wearing events yourself? Um, I go to the track here a bit, um, but I, I generally wear a hat if I go to a function or something. You know, like you're a milliner, you've got to. And I'm sure you're the same. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to hear it from you as well. <laughs> And do you have a collection that you'll pull from? Like these are my personal hats that I pull from or you um, walk into your studio and select something? No, I do actually have a few that are just mine that I make specifically for me, um, but they're usually derivatives of ones that I really like. So I just make one in the colours that I want or whatever. Yeah. I do have a couple that are unique. Yeah, so they're just for me, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what have you been making a lot of recently? What's been popular for you or a favourite um, make? I've actually been making lots of flowers and that lady, like just experiment. I, I can't really, I'll have to send you pictures, but making yes. cab cabochon roses and just 
feather buds and it's playing with those and seeing how they can fit on a different fabric or yeah, trying to yeah, trying to just marry it up with something that's a bit different. <laughs> yeah. When you're exploring there, do you are you how's that process work? Are you a sketcher or are you a see how it turns out, gal? <laughs> a bit of both actually. Like I'll sketch it and then I think, oh God, you can't draw, just make it, you know. <laughs> I sort of know what I want in my head and sometimes it's really hard to do it on a flat piece of paper with a 3D effect, you know. Um, so sometimes it's just easier just to get out a piece of material and then you can actually make it, yeah. So, yeah, it can be either or. But, um, yeah. <laughs> See if it actually works how you're hoping in your in your mind. Yeah, you make the first one and you think, oh, I hope I can do that again. <laughs> How did I do that? <laughs> and once you've got that, uh, you've achieved that first one, how do you document that? If that piece sells and finds a lovely home, do you, yeah, yeah. how do you document that? Well, I've made the mistake a few times of not, so trying to recreate something when you haven't. But now I, I actually keep a record of the dimensions and, the you know, the cir circumference or diameter and the length of the fabric or, you know, what colour dye I used, if I used to dye, and, you know, I'm much better at that now. But you've seen my studio. It's a complete mess. <laughs> it, it's, it's not too much of a mess, I have to say. <laughs> I think you're pretty organised. <laughs> you're too kind. But you also do have, um, I'm sorry if we mentioned this in the last one, but you have um, a workspace and then a showroom that sits separately, yes. both yes. within your, your home space. But... um. There is, you do have the the two separate areas, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm very fortunate yeah, in that regard. Yeah. So the the studio space can be a working creative space, and the sh the showroom area is yeah a bit more be a little cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> and what have you been making for next? What's the next kind of projects happening for you? Um, well, I've got uh, a couple of orders for the Kentucky Derby and, yeah, so I've sort of got a few ideas there just and I've, I'm making, I've found this fabric and it's, it's all egrets. Do you know how expensive egrets are? And I found, I found this in my stash that's about 15 years and I'll send you a picture of this too. And I thought, yes. And just rather than make it like a bit attached to a hat, I thought I'll just put it all in one thing, use the lock completely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's there's so much there. Sorry for people that can't see it, but I will still send you the pictures. We'll have to send it. We'll have to share a photo. Yeah, yeah. So that took me a long time to work out what to do with that because I was I thought I've got so much of it what am I going to do will I sell some well and I thought oh just use it all that doesn't matter blow the expense <laughs> have some fun with it and also it's a visually it's a unique material yeah it is yeah it's beautiful beautiful material like they're so fine the little strands of those feathers it's it's almost like it's cotton but it's standing out it sticks up, yeah. Amazing stuff, yeah. 
So you've got a quite quite a keen eye for hunting out unique materials. Yeah, I like to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I think we all do in some regard. You know, you go out and I was in a storage place with um, you know the Howard Storage World or something with my son, and I picked up this barbecue thing, and I said, "Oh gosh, we could make a hat out of that." And he goes, "Mum, is there anything not safe around you?" <laughs> But I think we're no, all. Bit... No, there is not. Yeah, <laughs> you can sort of look at things and think, you know, that that it's got that... potential. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> and did this item from Howard Storage World come home with you? It did. And, and did I made... it get turned into a hat? Yeah, and I sold it. There you go. Nothing is safe. It all <laughs> has potential. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I, I think all milliners like to have a do that. They sort of you go out and you look at materials and stuff and say, oh, yeah, that would work. Yeah, so I don't think I'm alone, you know. Not there except- is a certain knack to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, do you ever go on specific trips? Like you mentioned you found that material, like the plastic for the Melanie Ward in an op shop. Was that a specific trip you were out? I'm on, on the hunt, I'm on the search, or you just came across it? I was in Adelaide many, many years ago visiting a friend and we just moseyed in there and moseyed out and, uh, and and I did actually forget about it. Like I found it, you know. <laughs> Rediscovered it? <laughs> Rediscovered it earlier in the year and said, oh, that can work. Yeah, let's have a play. <laughs> yeah. You always take such stunning photos of your, your pieces and your work. Um, yeah. How do you go together putting together these photo shoots and how frequently do you do, do that? I, I usually do two a year and I pay a professional photographer. Um, it is a costly thing to do um, and I pay a model. I think, I know for me it's just I like, I mean, I don't know. I just like to have the, the looking magazine quality type pictures. That's what it is for me. Um, I mean, because if you go to all that trouble to make a one-off, and most of mine are one-offs, like I make make a, whatever, I just think they, they deserve to be look nice in a photo, yeah. I would never put a picture of myself in a hat on a, <laughs> anything to sell, but no. And I think it pays off to have a, a lovely model. And yeah, and these beautiful photos, we've seen a few of these hats appear in Harper's Bazaar in an international way. How did that come about? Um, that was purely um, by fluke. They found some of my images on Instagram mm-hmm. and House Bazaar China contacted me and said, "Would you can we borrow some hats for a photo shoot?" And I thought, "Yeah, right. This isn't right." And <laughs> and um, they said, "I said you sure if you get um, um, what's the FedEx or whatever to come pick them up and return them, no problem." And they did. Like, because, you know, it cost quite a bit of money to send them. Like, it was like $700 to send them. And they were back within three days. 
also whatever you know I remember one time I had to send them to a hotel because that's where the photo shoot was being done in Beijing and then next day they're back it's like so and they were used and not not I mean used they appeared in some beautiful imagery that got published in the magazine yeah yeah I've had uh three lots in Harper's Bazaar China so yeah, and a lot of the stuff that my photographer does for my photo shoot, um, he does his own private photo shoots too with a model dressed in various clothes from various fashion designers and he sends those shoots off to magazines and they get picked up that way. So, yeah, that's how they appear in other magazines, yeah. It's so, a great partnership. yeah. It is. But see, that's where getting proper photos done in the first place led to that. I mean, I didn't get any, you know, they didn't buy any, but it got promoted in an international magazine and, you know, led to a few sales down the track. So, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and do you get a little, I mean, an international print publication must be a very exciting experience as well. Well, I happen to be, <laughs> you know, it's really hard to buy Harper's Bazaar China in Australia. So fortunately, uh, my favourite coffee shop is owned by mm. Chinese. Um, oh, mum's coming over. I'll get her to bring it. <laughs> so that's, that's happened three times. So you've yeah. got a print copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yeah. see? How it's wonderful. all of works in one little weird way, doesn't it? It's sort of, I don't know, what's that word? For when everything sort of just gels together and we're all in harmonious and all working in the same, yeah. And they didn't what even know, team. they didn't know I made hats until I said, look, this, you know, picture here, it's in Harper's Bazaar China, the April edition. Could you possibly get it for me? Oh, yeah, mum's coming over. <laughs> what a great network yeah exactly yeah so be nice to everyone it's a good tip <laughs> and you've been uh sharing a lot of your your work on social social media is that been a, a key tool for you or have, have you do you find the websites a very helpful thing what's been what's my been work for you down so um yeah it is helpful um but it's not, yeah, I think I have a bit of an established clientele in some ways, but uh, that's not to say I still don't sell through social media, like people see something and will message, yeah. So it still works that way, but, um, you know, but I've been doing this for a long time, so if I, if I haven't got a few special clients by now, I'd... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been really good. I have to, I can't complain. And what's what's coming up on your project list? Um, like I said, um, get through Christmas then, I've, oh, yeah, the Magic Millions. I've got a couple yes. for that. And then um, I'm doing a few for Kentucky Derby. Um, and then, then there's a Dubai World Cup. So, or is it the other way around? Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're close. Um yeah, and then try and develop this a bit more and yeah, just keep doing hats. 
to teach you this product out. So it has been fantastic to hear what you've been up to. You've been very busy making a lot of beautiful hats. Um, and we're so thrilled to have had you on the podcast again. Oh, thanks, Darren. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Millinery Info with Cynthia. It was wonderful to hear what she's been up to. I'd like to thank our wonderful podcast sponsors for their support of this episode and the series throughout 2023. Thank you so much to the Hat Academy team, Millinery Australia, Hatters Millinery Supplies, House of Adorn, Judith M. Millinery Supply House, Hats by Lico, B. Nick Millinery, Lifted Millinery, Louise McDonald Milliner, the Hat Magazine and Hat Blocks Australia. Again, I, w- I wanted to express my gratitude for our podcast sponsors. It's fantastic to bring you these episodes and it's made possible through their support. If you'd like to become a podcast sponsor in 2024, if you've got any questions, just send me through a message and I'd love to help you out. Otherwise, head over to patreon.com forward slash millinery info and you can sign up there. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. It's been wonderful to talk hats with you in 2023 and I look forward to another year of episodes coming up soon. Best wishes for a safe and happy festive period with you and your family.